0: Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about bonuses and incentives. Episode three with the help of special guest. Chris Peterson of Schlegel Design Remodel in Kansas City, Missouri. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co host, Steve Wheeler. Here is The Tim Fowler Show.
1: Hi, everyone. Tim Fowler here, and welcome to The Tim Fowler Show. We're doing a series of episodes on bonuses and incentives, and uh, it's quite exciting. We've got two already done, and we're working on our third one today. But as usual, if you've got ideas, send them in. We love to hear from you and we'd love to get the topics on that you request. So since 1992, I think is when I first started talking about production management and uh, bonuses have been a big deal. Usually a business owner will ask me like, what kind of bonus works best? And you know, those kinds of things. And so for whatever reason, and I think maybe it's because You know, we're working so hard to bring people in and retain staff. The bonus topic is hot once again. And so I keep hearing it wherever I am. And so I thought, you know what? Maybe we should do some podcasts on it. And then I thought, you know what? Why not get four or five different opinions on this thing and give everybody a wide range of information? And so I've pulled together a cast of characters, as I'm calling them. Uh, four people, uh, two of whom you have heard before on a podcast. Today's guest is one of those, Chris Peterson. Uh, He's been with us, I believe this is his fourth time. So uh, he's one of our diehard guests, right? Mainly because they do a lot of good things there at Schlegel. And so he's, and he's more than uh, happy to share information. Then there are two that um, we have not had on before, but perhaps we'll have them back again in the future. So I'm trying to ask basically the same questions. Uh, They do come out a little bit different each time, so it's not the same thing over and over again. And I'm just letting the guests answer uh, as they may. Now, I think what we're already seeing is that some of the things that are being done are very similar. And then depending on the company, there's wide divergence of what is being done which I think is great for all listeners because you have a lot of options that way. It isn't like there's only one way to do this. And so we've asked our guests, as I've said before, not to talk dollars. We're keenly aware that there are competitors in these markets uh, that may take advantage of that. So we've just asked them if they can to share in terms of percentages. And in some cases, we can't even be Like nail down specific stuff. We're just getting general information out there so people can put together a program that they believe will work for their company. So Steve, let's go ahead and get going.
0: All right. So Chris Peterson is with Schlegel Design Remodel in Kansas City, Missouri. In his 25 years with the company, he has served in every role on the production side of the business. Starting as a carpenter, before moving into lead carpenter role, and followed by project manager, and finally production manager. Three years ago, Chris and his business partner Charlie Schlegel purchased the business, which has just celebrated 40 years in business. Welcome to the show, Chris.
2: Thanks, Tim, Steve. It's good to see you guys again.
1: Yeah, this is a lot of fun. So thanks so much for being willing to uh, come on with us. Uh, I think we pretty much know Schlegel uh, Design Build there a little bit. And I think the introduction gave us most of the information that we need about about Chris and the business that he now uh, currently owns, which is kind of an interesting thing. It's a a different perspective to have been in the business for 25 years and then at some point become, I'll say, part of the helm that's driving the business. And so it's going to be fun to have uh, Chris talking to us about bonuses and incentives. So, Chris, we've we've started with each guest with this question, and and I have to admit it's a little bit prejudicial on my part because I have my own opinion about it. But that is, do you see financial bonuses as the same thing as incentives?
2: Uh, I mean, I guess at a really high level, yes. But but I think um, it, sort of in preparing for this, one of the things I think I've I've found is that. Um, Truly, an incentive is something that is put in place before the uh, the action happens, and then it's the reward at the end. Whereas okay. a bonus, a bonus could be, you know, we've given out some year end bonuses that weren't based upon a metric. It was just Charlie and I saying, "Hey, we had a really good year this year, and and this leadership team or management team had a huge impact on that. We just want to reward them." Whereas, so to me, that's more of a bonus. Whereas an incentive is, if we meet this metric, they're very specific, measurable. If you beat a budget by by X a percent or whatever, then you get this. Um, to me, that's an incentive. I think of an incentive; it, it makes you want to reach a certain goal. Whereas a bonus is like you just worked really hard, and sometimes mid-year we'll go, "Hey, here's an extra paid day off." You know, I mean, I think also generally incentives I see as financial, whereas bonuses sometimes maybe an extra paid day off or. You know, more of a gift, something like that. So,
1: okay. But at the end okay. of the day, so,
2: I think they're both um, rewards.
1: Yeah. So there's some cool stuff in there. Again, a little bit, some of it a little bit similar to what we've heard already in the other two podcasts, but then a little bit different, different flavor to it. So you uh, have a, a bonus. Uh, set up there, financial bonus set up, and, and bonuses in a lot of different ways, like you alluded to the day off, things like that, because I know you have some other sort of bonus things in place. How did you guys get to where you are now? In other words, what kind of pushed you in charge of production for so many years and now production and the company? What kind of pushed you to get to where you are with your bonus program?
2: Well, I, so several years ago, when I was still in the field, um, our so this is twenty to twenty four years ago, our <laughs> our jobs were so inconsistent that they often uh, finished over budget. So the first level of incentive that I had as a lead carpenter was actually if I beat um, if I brought the job in three percent over budget or less, I actually <laughs> got a bonus on the job somewhere.
1: I, maybe was- now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me go back. Yep. Did you say three percent over? In other words, everything was going higher than 3% over. And so it was like, let's bring it down to 3%
2: exactly and every time oh, wow. i say that people are and we literally had had ra was doing a, a site visit here and there the guys like no I think you said that wrong and I didn't even realize at the time but I think Jake's point was our jobs are finishing 12 to 18 percent over budget if right. I could get it down to three percent over budget <laughs> that's a huge victory that's 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 like 12 to 15 percent grippage right there right so oh, wow yeah so it's it started there but and then quickly we started getting closer to that three percent over you know it, it, it's it's anytime there's a written tangible goal. It's amazing how people start working towards that goal. So pretty quickly, we went from like zero jobs hitting bonus to a a fair amount. Now, back then we didn't really track the numbers. So I don't have any percentages, but so then over time we get to the point where we get it down. It's 1% over budget. Then it's at budget um, to to receive these incentives. And then it was kind of the 08, 09, 10 uh, debacle. So bonuses, incentives, everything went on freeze. Um, there was a point there after a year or two of that, that that we went to Jake as production managers and said, we want to get some sort of incentive back here. We've got to come up with something. What if we make it self-funding? What if, I know it sounds crazy because our jobs still don't beat budget, but what if we got to a point where if they beat gross profit percentage by 2%, then there would be this pool of dollars essentially to reward the project manager and lead carpenter. and. He's a wise man. He said, well, sure, I, I, I don't think you're going to be able to do that because we've never done it in the past, but go for it. And sure enough, now the last whatever eight or 10 years we've been doing this, we, we've tracked it and we're uh, we're at like 62 percent of the jobs so far this year that have closed out, beat the budget by 2 percent and received um, the incentives. Um, so I, it's, it, again, it's self-funding it's, it's, it, it is, I think it is very much an incentive versus a bonus because I get a lot of feedback from the field. We may be two weeks into a six month long job and they go, uh, look, there was no budget in for granted. So that's a $3,500, you know, right off the top, we got to eat it. And our incentives have always been all or nothing. We don't get down and negotiate and hear, well, he didn't incorporate this or the the field team was was not as energized as they should have been. Like, look, it's all about the numbers. We all impact gross profit. Kind of suck it up and and try to save a buck wherever you can move this thing forward. So um, now after sharing all that, I will also tell you that in the last six months, we've gotten a lot of pressure from our production team that that doesn't like the incentives because they want more of a guaranteed um, per hour dollar. So we actually scrapped it. We gave everybody a raise and I'm looking now at bringing it back because they're all kind of settled in with this new hourly. And I just think that there is an impact with an incentive. I want our team, to, especially the high performers, to be to be. you know, uh, to to earn that that incentive, so we're, we are looking at bringing that back. Um, but as far as to go a little deeper, so it's it, it, if the jobs beat the gross profit budget by 2%, the lead carpenter gets 1% of the total sale price of the job. And the project manager gets a half a percent of the sale price, including change orders and with the adjusted gross profit. So for example, sometimes a change, I know this is going to blow you away, Tim, you're going to hate this, but sometimes change orders go out at a lower gross profit than the job was sold at. So it's it it takes that into account. The production team isn't penalized if there's you know, if the, if the job grows by 30% and the GP was lower, it's that amended uh, gross profit that is now the new budget uh, goal to beat. Um, so okay. the, the jobs also have to be um, on time. They have to be on schedule. That's one other sort of caveat. But I will also tell you after as long as I've done this, if they finish on schedule, there's a way, way higher percentage that they're going to beat the budget. When we go over schedule, they just bleed and it's, it's, it's just dirty.
1: So Chris, is there anything... For anyone else on the team, so to speak. So if you've got a new carpenter coming up, you mentioned the project manager and the lead carpenter, but you didn't say anything about that team of people that's sweeping the floor and, and hauling the lumber and banging the nails. Uh, do, is, do they get anything? And then I'm also wondering, because this came up in the other two podcasts, what about designers? Are they Is there any incentive for them to make sure these jobs are sold properly? Sure.
2: Well, so two things. One, our design consultants are 100% commission sales. So, and there's a sliding scale. So, it's already in their best interest to sell jobs that perform well because they get the the highest tier of commission. So, okay. To some degree, their
1: their bonus is just selling it for higher than maybe what the math tells them to to, to some degree. But now that said we
2: do have a year end incentive. That's the entire company. So it would be an an apprentice up to ownership. Anyone who is on the staff at the end of the year. Um, and it's, we call it a three, five, seven. So this is based upon our yearly, um, budgeted goal. We're, we're open book down to gross profit. So we share with the company from January 1st, what our goal for the year is it's, X amount of dollars, millions of dollars of revenue at X percent GP, Um, if we meet that baseline goal for the year, everybody in the company gets a 3% uh, year-end incentive of 3% of their income. And like with our designers, it's based upon their their draw. They have a draw towards commission. Um, Everybody else, it's basically off their hourly or salary, whatever they've earned. Um, The other two layers are just basically it's the same gross profit percentage, but it's a higher revenue um, amount. So, And in theory, if if we're doing more volume with the same amount of overhead, again, it should be self-funding. So that's the three, five, seven. Um, And again, that's for everyone in the company. Um, another uh, year end, and now this. So, so I would call that an incentive because everyone in the company has an impact on gross profit. So it's like y- your actions directly will be uh, rewarded at the end of the year. Um, we have another, what I would think maybe falls more to the bonus category, year end bonus, and that's you know based upon our client satisfaction. So, um, if if we meet or exceed a ninety eight percent satisfaction rating um, through guild quality. Um, at the By the end of the year or at the end of the year, everybody in the company gets an additional 1% year-end bonus. Um, and, and, you know, that's we really preach the client, you know, the, the overall experience, the client experience, and that's the way we rate that. Um, again, everybody has an impact on that. Just show up with a smile. Do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it. You know, the little things um, really add up to that. So that's, that's two year-end incentives that, that everybody impacts, um, even our office staff, you know, the first phone call to this office, how we answer the phone. Is it is there a smile in your voice? Yes, we can help, help you take care of that. I mean, all of those things impact our client satisfaction rating. So um, so that's sort of that um, as far as year end. One other um, I, it's an incentive as well, and it's a small one, but we have a zero punch list. Um, incentive where the, uh, and it started out with just the lead carpenter, but then we added the design consultant and the project manager also. If we have a true zero punch list and we collect the final payment at the project presentation, because that's another thing we, we struggle with sometimes, um, the, all three of those team members each get a $50 quick trip gift card. And it's, Tim, this is probably one of the smallest dollar values for largest impact I've seen in my 25 years here. You would be amazed at how these guys and gals fight for this $50 gift card. And it's more, I think it's less about the $50 and more about the victory. We all want a victory, whether it's literally getting to the office on time or what, like we have these small victories and you know they finish a nine month long project and they're pushing hard to truly have like no back ordered cabinet pulls, no you know, missing light bulbs, some of the little trivial stuff, but those are the killers we come back. We go back for that one cabinet pull and we're there for four hours hanging pictures or doing whatever. Now I also tell our team, yes, if you go back and Mrs. Smith wants you to hang a picture, hang the picture. But if we get if we get done done and we're out of there per our our Projected finish date, it just, it just, everyone, it's just better for for all parties involved.
1: And so, so this is $50, that could be $150, even for a $50,000 project or a $500,000, either one, it's the same gift. And then, and then I know somebody out there is going like, well, what about COVID? What about supply chain? What about, what about, what about? I'm just wondering. Is there a, any kind of caveats right now? This is uh, December 2021. Re, you know, is there any caveats with the system uh, for those things that really? I hate to even say it, but it is no, it's not what it is. It's, it is what uh, it is, Tim. <laughs> we all know this. I didn't say it, but uh, <laughs> but that we really don't right. have any control over. Right. It. The client wants that refrigerator, and it's not yep. going to be in it for six months.
2: So. Yeah. So yes, uh, y- yes, there is Tim. We we literally uh, so we use an Excel spreadsheet with with all the data to run all the our projects in our in our system, and we have you know uh, jobs that are that are currently going on, and they drop to post and in post it's a job that we've done the presentation but there's a there's a back ordered item well in post now there's a gray line and anything below the gray line is covid uh you know uh, back orders appliances light fixtures whatever these things may be so yes if if our team has a zero punch list other than this right. back ordered stove or whatever it, we're still calling it a zero punch list even though it, yeah. it, it to some degree, it goes against the spirit of the of the whole setup. Like the whole point right. is we're not going back there, but it, it, it does become sort of demotivating when they're like, well, it's, it's beyond my control. So right, um, right. We, we've gone like, okay, but I, now I just need you guys to be honest and not have everything be COVID related, you know? Um, so great question. And yes, we, we've tried to not let that be a, a deterrent.
1: So I've heard you talk about on a number of occasions, things like Schlegel bucks and mm-hmm. maybe... Maybe a couple there, maybe there's a couple of others. Seems like you do a pretty wide variety of things. Any any comments about those things?
2: Sure. Yeah. So again, I kind of see those falling under the bonus category. So a couple of just random thoughts here. For the last several years, we've given the Friday after Thanksgiving off as a paid um holiday right. but we've made that decision in like october we kind of see where how we're doing financially all those things so again to me that's more of a bonus because it's not like the team's like all right if we do x amount of volume or we have this gp it's it's totally out of their hands it's just an ownership decision that like The company's making money. Let's reward the team. So, um, but as I think somebody in RA started, you know, today's reward is tomorrow's expectation. (laughs) So now in about September, they start asking, are we getting Friday off? Are we getting Friday off? And um, so that's one. Um, Yeah. SDR bucks. So those are, it's, it's kind of a a pat on the back. So it's for a team member that's gone above and beyond, maybe done something beyond their uh, job description. One, One example that always comes to mind, Henry, was with us for almost 30 years and was an early riser. He's usually the first one at the shop and one snowy morning I pull up and it's not his job to shovel at all, the, you know, around the building, but he cleared out a path in front of both doors on the outside of the building. And I was like, that's just what, what it just, he's just, it's just good looking out. So um, you write up the SDR buck, you give the person, the recipient half of the buck, the other half goes to our office manager, she tracks it. And then at our quarterly all meets where we review our yearly budget and all those things, um, it, it's again, it's sort of an opportunity to say, hey, you know, uh, D got two bucks this quarter, so-and-so got this, whatever. So it's kind of a shout out at that moment also. So they get the pat on the back in the moment. Hey, thank you very much. And then again, in front of the entire team. And, and whether it's one, two, five of them, however many they received, and again, it's it's less about the ten dollars and more about just. I mean, it always feels good when somebody says, "Hey, thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. That was above and beyond." So, um, so we do that. Um, we, we've for the last two years, we've had a deal. I, I guess you, you could call it a bonus, but basically, it's a paid uh, paid day off. Um, to volunteer at your favorite charity. So if you want to go and work at a food pantry or something through your church or Habitat for Humanity, Christmas in October, whatever it is, the company will pay you for eight hours, one full day to go volunteer or whatever. Um, you know, we've done a couple of year-end, again, kind of just bonuses for, for certain, you know, like management or, or leadership teams when we've had great years. Um, we've got a referral or a hiring bonus in place right now. Um, so it's so hard to find good people. We actually had one of our uh, lead carpenters that referred another lead carpenter and it's a thousand dollar referral bonus. Um, and it's, I think it's like $500 after they've stayed for three months and the other 500 after six months or a year, just something to keep, you know, so that the people stay on board. Um, so that's, that's really great. Um, and we do a lot of the little things, you know, lunch on your birthday, those kinds of things to create culture. But I don't know that those are necessarily bonus or incentive. They're just culture items. So
1: what do you, Chris, what do you think of all these things that you do? Is there anything that you can say that it were, it's, it's the kind of the glue that holds this all together? It's the thing that makes the whole thing work, or is it really, truly just like this big ball of wax that because it's all there, it makes it work.
2: Yeah. I think that's a great question. I think it's probably more the the latter to sum of all the parts, you know, because they're as much as I, I think some of these are standalone items. Again, it's amazing how often I hear, well, I, you know, I didn't make this one either. I, you know, I wish they weren't even there. I'm like, really, you made like $8,000 last year on this thing that's really, really driving you crazy right now. So <laughs> Um, sometimes it's, you know, and I think even showing them data, like, okay, we've tracked it last year. You made this much incentive the year before this much, you know, Um, our high performers really shot themselves in the foot when they asked for the incentives to go away. And they, they, they leveled the playing field is what they've done. They brought up the underperformers to more of that mid level. Um, Luckily, we don't have a lot of underperformers, but it, that's that's sort of what happens when, when we do things like that. So, right now, I'm looking at either bringing back literally what we had previous, or I, I'm, I'm thinking about it being this like more of a pool of dollars. So, hopefully, I've, I've made this decision and rolled it out with our team by the time this airs. But what I, what I'm looking at is is continuing to use that beat the gross profit by 2%. And this, this becomes this pool of dollars, which is shared amongst the entire production team, instead of just the lead and the the PM, it might stay at those two job description levels, but be evened out. So again, I think there might be a little more of that um, coaching within their own ranks, you know, like, Hopefully somebody goes, man, you've earned four out of, of your last four jobs and I'm 0 for three. What are you doing? Like, let's go to lunch and talk about it. Let me let me tell you about some of the steps that I do that really ensure that I bring a job in on time and under budget, um, as well as sort of, I think, the the high performers helping coach up uh, the rest of the team. You know, I think When I started in this industry, I worked with the same guy off and on for seven years. I was his right-hand man. So, you know, I think most of us that stuck with it had somebody at some point that was that mentor that, for better or worse, And, (laughs) and in the last several years, we've gotten more to where, okay, apprentice or laborer, like- you're going to go here and then demo the plaster. Then you're going to go here and then you're going to go here and they get burnt out. They're like, this is, this is no fun. Well, if you're paired with somebody for a longer period of time, I think you learn their ways and your skills develop more quickly. Hopefully then they get a taste of that. Well, tell me about your incentive on that last job. Like how do I get to the role you're in and, and it advances everyone a little bit more quickly that way.
0: So the intention on your uh, incentive and bonus program um was great. And what I think is really cool about this podcast, Chris, is that you're open enough to say that you had you pulled it back, you know, because something wasn't clicking. As you mentioned, you're going to roll it back out. Is there a tweak? Is there something you're going to do to not play Groundhog Day with this program?
2: Well, yeah. So, and I probably shouldn't share this, but one of my thoughts literally was don't tell anybody what the metrics are or what they're earning. Just go out once a quarter and be like, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And the amount on the check is always different. I mean, it's very, there's a formula to it, but right. but just, I hate to say somewhat keep them guessing because what it does is then they go, Oh, great. I, I worked hard. I got a check, but then there's no, well, but what about this? Or what about that? I didn't, you know, there was no granite, whatever. So um, that's one of my thoughts uh, currently Steve, but the reality is, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I, I think I like the idea of more of a, of a bonus of a pool of a shared pool to get the team working towards that common goal instead of so much one-on-one. Um, and, and just yep. back to your point, Tim, uh, it, 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 um, it's the whole, it's hard to keep all the people happy all the time. So there are several of these guys, a certain percentage would say, I love the per job incentive. Others that would say, I hate it. Others that say, I love the year end, you know, so I think it's our job to sort of look out for their best interest, even at times where maybe they don't know what their best interests are. Um, But again, it's not just one thing. I I like, you know, when I'm interviewing to hire people, I kind of lay all this out and I want them to go like, wow, that's, that's great. That's, (laughs) that's a lot, you know, Um, that's sort of my goal. I want it to be a place where people want to work because we do have all of these things, paid time off holidays, incentives, golf tournaments, all of those things. But, but I think the answer is it's not, it's not any one thing. It's all of those things together that, that, that make people want to work here.
1: So it's come up in the other a couple of the other podcasts about uh, people pushing for um, and the bonus. In other words, I want to hit the bonus, and then have that having ramifications with customer service. Um, for example, one time I went to buy a car and the guy handed says oh, we're gonna send you a survey. And I was a little bit miffed at a couple of things. And I said, Is this about you or about the dealership? And he said, We won't send it to you. Right. <laughs> because I was going to give the dealership the bad marks. He would be fine. Right. But but anyway, I mean, but have you th- ever had a challenge with these bonuses being paid out and then people were shortcutting something. So, no, I don't think so. I think, but I think that's, that's a great point that you, you have to watch for
2: that. And I, I try to always sort of say, when I say schedule, schedule, schedule now, that doesn't mean that we're gonna cut corners and quality can slip, you know? Cause I've, I've been accused of that over the years of what's well, all about schedule with you. No, I kind of <laughs> almost take it for granted that it's a given that you're gonna perform at a high level and meet the custom, the, the, the company's um, expectations on quality. But that does need to be you know, reiterated. And I think we've got several steps in our process that sort of keep that from happening. We do have a project manager, it's part of his job to make sure the quality's there. Our design consultants are at weekly job site meetings. I'm out visiting the sites. So there's, there's sort of several layers and they know it's not like they can go, well, I'm done. My list is done. And I go, well, here's my list. Well, no, no. I, you know. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think, I think sort of our, our, our process and procedures, keep them honest, if that makes sense. And I also think we, we've got good people. I don't, sometimes you see people that it's all about finishing on schedule and who cares about the quality because the reality is we tear out a fair amount of stuff. Like if if we're not happy with it, it's coming off and we're going to redo it, you know? Right. Um, So I, I do think though, I guess since this is big picture about bonuses and incentives, if a company is trying to do something like this and they don't have You know um, traps in their system to sort of track quality control and whatnot. I I think it can be a slippery slope. We've I know of another company that that is more piecemeal. You get paid extra percentage of the job to do the job. Well, their team is motivated. They get the the quicker they get out of there, the more dollars per hour they're earning. And it that's why we've always stayed away from that. We just stay with an hourly model. Um, It's I, I want you to I want you to be compensated and do it at the level I want it done. Not have you motivated to just get out of there.
1: All right. So once again, we've been given a whole bunch of stuff to to feast on. And I think uh, one of the things that's making this podcast a little different from the others is the scope of all the different things that Schlegel Design Build puts into their, I guess you'd call it the entire package. Uh, The others have been a little more focused on certain things. And so this gives the listeners a, a much better idea of maybe a bigger ball of wax, so to speak, and more opportunities along the way. But I guess, Chris, just winding things down, like what advice would you give to a business that might be listening in on this that said, you know, we think we'd like to maybe maybe the concept is we just we just want to share the wealth a little bit and we're going to do it in a bonus program. Um, What advice would you give to them about either getting started or thinking through or or just to watch out for? Yeah. Um,
2: So I I think it's probably to have either a CFO or somebody from the financial, you know, that that looks over the books, verify that either the math or the concept there works. I've had what I thought were several brilliant incentive plans over the years. And I've (laughs) run past Connie, our, our, our uh, office manager and, and now current CFO. And she go, I get what you're trying to do, but let me explain why that won't work. Like, you know, the numbers don't jive because I get that you, you think it's self-funding, but it's really not because this, that, or the other. I'm like, okay, I didn't think about that or other impacts. So, because um, I, I mean, things like this can really be detrimental to a company if it's not written correctly. I mean, there can be legal ramifications. If somebody meets the expectation you put out there and now you got to pay them all these, Year-end dollars or whatever it is, it can really hurt you. Now we also have sort of a caveat, a little asterisk at the bottom of in our employee manual that um, you know the company will not go into the red to fund any of these um, I- you know year-end incentives. God forbid there's a there's a, a lawsuit or a, you know a, a lead uh, you know a job where we got lead spread throughout the house or something where the company then has a three or four hundred thousand dollar claim, and so now there isn't money in this. To to pay out these incentives. So having things like that in place, um, I think are important. I would have somebody else look it over, you know, even if you think it's been written perfectly. Luckily, I've got Charlie as my business partner and our office manager to, to put another set of eyes on that. And inevitably, somebody else comes up with something. You know, I, I'm not i I'm a low C, so I'm not always about the details. I'm like, okay, great, but you know, like, is it is it year to year? Does it start on January 1st and then on December 31st? What are what are some other caveats or or things that that go along with this? So, um, and I think RA is a great place for that. You know, go to your go to your your board and and have somebody bounce it off of them. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the, the biggest thing. And then, as always, we talk about clear expectations. Have it clearly written out in a document. You know, we're big about having people sign off on things. Now we've got trainual, so we can send it out through trainual. We know whether they've read it or not. They sign it, um, it comes back, and then if there's any question about it, we pull it up and go, well, you were you understood it in, in February 3rd when you when you read the document. Um, and you, you know, again, if it's written correctly and, and well, if all the details are right there in it and it should be clear for everybody to understand. Um so I, again unless it's going to be my new uh look over here here's your check kind of scenario. Yeah. <laughs> well
1: this you know, has now, been fantastic. You got one more comment. i was going to on say one, of the, yeah, one
2: other yeah, one of thing that just occurred to me and I um is we also have a a, a bonus that's for the production team that's tied to our warranty. So we have a, a line item in the budget every year on warranty. It's based upon last year's volume because that's what we're warranting. And twice a year, we look at that. And if we're under budget for the warranty, whatever we're under by is split 50-50 between the production staff and the company. So it's wow. it's, it's And it's not like it's hundreds or thousands of dollars. Sometimes it might be $27 or $64 or whatever, but it's, again, a bonus should be, hey, Um, And this is one of those that is probably more bonus. It's like, here's where we are. Yeah. You all sort of work towards that, but it's not like every morning you went like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to build well today so that I get the the warranty bonus. Um,
1: in another year from now. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Um, But it it is a reminder, you know, we go around and go, Hey, here's the warranty bonus check. The reason you're receiving this is because we were under the warranty budget. Let me tell you a little more about that. It is a line item. You guys impact that by using good quality products, by holding our subcontractors and trade partners accountable. You know what I mean? Don't buy the 98 cent tubacock, spend five or six bucks on the tubacock, those kinds of things. So it's that here's your check, but here's why you got it. So, in an ideal world, twice a year, we get to say, hey, keep up the good work. It pays to do it right the first time. Um, you know, again, here's a, little, here's a little bonus.
1: So that was well worth coming back to because I think that's a, a really critical thing to include somewhere in that process is because warranty is a, a big deal yeah. and doing it right the first time so we don't have a lot of warranty is a, is a big deal as well. Yeah. So, Chris, once again, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, and again, to the listeners, uh, a third view of the world of bonuses and incentives. And like we've been experiencing, a little bit similar and then a little bit different. And so we can look at these things and just pick and choose the way we want ours to work. And uh, Chris, we got to have you back again some other time. Look forward to it. Thank you, Chris.
2: Thank you, Steve. We'll see you guys. Thanks, Danny.
1: All right, See you.
0: Tim, um, this is awesome, and and again, it is a another view of us getting to see what people are doing for bonuses and incentives. And Chris, um, you know, it we were introduced to a number of different things: the zero punch list incentive, um, the client satisfaction rating, uh, even the thought of the Schlegel Bucks, and you know that one uh, gentleman who was going above and beyond. I love the thought of that. I also love this. uh, I mean, it it wasn't that fitting is more on the negative side, but tomorrow's reward is uh, today's reward is tomorrow's expectation. Is that how it it went? But I I think that's some of the downside. I think uh, Chris really showed um, some transparency on the good, bad and and sometimes pulling back. And that's uh, this was a really great episode.
1: You know, one of the things that I think is interesting about all three of the episodes is there's always change going on. Yes. And I think the idea that you can set something in place now that's going to go for 10 years and everybody's going to be excited about it for 10 years is kind of a a pipe dream, if you will. It's it's just not going to happen. And that in the three episodes that we've done so far, all the guests have said, I used to do this. And now we do this and, you know, some of it's been major. Like Chris says, we just scrapped it, you know, that that one part we're going to he thinks he's going to bring it back. We'll see how that that turns out. But others have said, yeah, we started here and then now we're here. And so I, I think that's a, one of the consistent things that we see from these uh, interviews is is that it's a constantly evolving uh, setup. And you have to keep that going if you want it to stay fresh, so to speak. Yeah. Well, again,
0: this was uh, this was fantastic. We were excited to have Chris on for his fourth episode. Um, And so thank you to Chris for being here today and to thank you for listening to another episode of the Tim Fowler Show.
1: And remember, at the Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate. It is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another
0: episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.